0: SecretsForMen.com, and we're here with another installment of Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders, and I'm very pleased to have as my guest today, Marjorie Rucker. Marjorie.
1: Hello. Good How to are you? see you.
0: Thanks for coming out. Beautiful day here in Milwaukee. It's Festa Italiana. Yes. And since I'm Italian, they're missing me right now, so I um, want to make sure that we get over there. And are you know, I'm, I'm spending millions of dollars at, at Festa. <laughs> um, so you're the executive director at the Business Council. Yes and so we'll talk about the Business Council in in a little bit first I wanted to go over your your background Mm -hmm. so um, talk about where you were born raised Mm -hmm. and your your formative years leading up to uh, college.
1: Okay, so I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and then I moved here when I was one. So my grandmother actually took me on, um, and so she brought me up here. This is where she was living, uh-huh. and I grew up with my grandparents. So I went to NPS. I'm um, proud NPS um, alumni. Uh-huh. Um, went to Riverside. So uh-huh. for all of those that you right. know, we have the high school wars, right? River, sure. Riverside is still the best. Go Tigers. Um, and then I went right to um, college. I graduated from Mount Mary University. It was college at that time, mm-hmm. um, and then right after that, I went to law school. Okay.
0: I so that's what I, I did. Want to talk a little bit about the your college years? You did. You went to and got a BA in
1: in history.
0: BA in history, yes. Uh, and then you did go to law school at Vermont Law and yeah. graduate school in South Royalton, as yeah. mm-hmm. we just talked about. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about your education and how that kind of set the stage for the the focus that you had in your your work career. Yes.
1: Yeah. So. When I when I was growing up in my formative years, I always wanted to be an attorney, and it was just you know really making impacts, right? Wanting to change my community. Not necessarily, I'm not going to say for the better, but just wanting to impact change. And you know, as I've gotten older, I've understood that you know I use it to affect policy change, which is the most important. But I've always wanted to be an attorney, so that's why my trajectory was so. I was I was bent on on doing that. Um, and then when I got into law school during my first year I was like I don't think I want to practice law right you know I'm looking at at my colleagues and um they're they're running around right in the law library and whatnot I'm like you know I really don't think I want to do this um so I went and talked to my counselor at the time and said hey Um, are there other paths for me to take like I want to finish my JD but what are some other paths that I can take because I'm you know I'm not really looking at taking the bar and and whatnot so she said well she said you're a little early and I said what do you mean she said well most of your peers will burn out in about five to ten years and then they'll take another path as well Um, and she said but there's a lot that you can do with your law degree so she encouraged me to you know just go out and try to find something that that I wanted to to do and so I graduated from law school in 2003 I came back home and I was looking around. I was, of course, looking for employment. I wasn't looking for legal employment, right, because I, I wasn't barring in. Um, and so I said, well, what do I want to do? And I happened to stumble across community and economic development. Um, I worked at the time for a small firm called Heartland Information Research. In Heartland? No, they were actually here in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, Don and Kate Hill, who are you know, very respected in the business community, but they had a consulting firm at that time. Uh-huh. And what they would do is they um, at, they would do research studies, feasibility studies and whatnot for different um, businesses, municipalities, etc. So they were actually working on a study with the city of Milwaukee or for the city of Milwaukee in which they were looking at um, businesses that had failed and trying to figure out why. Uh-huh. And what the city could do to make sure. And what's the time frame here? Um, this was 2004. Okay. Yeah, 2004. Um, and they were trying to figure out what, what's going on. Why are these businesses failing? What you know, where's the support system? How is that ecosystem working? Right. So did that for a few months, and then, you know, I'm looking at what I was making. I was I was a temp at the time, right? So I'm, I'm like, you know, my student loans are coming due, right? They You know, they were knocking on the door, um, and I was like, I need to find something else. So they actually connected me to the Urban Economic Development Association, which is a um, nonprofit here in Milwaukee uh-huh. that provides technical assistance to other nonprofits. So if there is a nonprofit that is struggling, UETA is what we call it because we love acronyms here sure. in Wisconsin. Right. Um, But, you know, UEDA is actually an entity that um, like the city or somebody else could call upon and say, hey, can you help um, this nonprofit to do whatever it needs to do to um, stabilize themselves so that they can grow and continue the great work that they're doing in the community. So I transitioned into that role and about it was 2005 um and worked there for about a year and then i started working for an organization at the time called community development advocates um which was charged with operating the king drive business improvement district Ah. so the king drive business improvement district at that time was like the up and coming Um, a lot of investment had been going on for probably about 10 years um, but there was a lot more that we knew needed to be done. But, you know, spent my, my career there for, I want to say, seven or eight years implementing the Main Street model, uh-huh. which is a model that King Drive, the King Drive bid still implements to this day, um, and then transitioned over to LISC, yeah. the Local Initiative Support Court.
0: Well, I did want to, uh, LISC is a um, community development nonprofit organization I'm very familiar with, and mm-hmm. one of the reasons I am is because. My wife, Ellen, who's yes. sitting up there, worked for Lisk. and her the beginning of her career, worked for Lisk. How is yes. that? that better? Yes. Yeah. And my son, Luke, also worked at Lisk. I think, relatively the same time. He was a summer intern.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Somewhere in
0: 12, 13, 14. I can't I remember. I
1: like I worked with Luke. Well, yes. Yeah. See, I did not know that was your son. That was my son, yes. I, I was still kind to him, though. Right, Luke? I was still kind. <laughs> but, yes, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: so we had two... Uh, you know, two family members that worked at LISC and I think uh, Ellen would say that LISC was one of the um, uh, formative parts of her career in community development yeah. where you know, where she is at the Greater Milwaukee Foundation right now so yeah. how did those opportunities those nonprofits in community development Uh, set the stage for working at the Business Council?
1: Yeah. so the thing about community um, development is this. It's really like community and economic development, Uh meaning that they go hand in hand to make the 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 things that we do um, better, to make our city better, right? Mm -hmm. That impact. So I will say that my time at the bid and transitioning to LISC which is an intermediary, meaning that they pull resources and then distribute them, you know, to the mm-hmm. community to make sure that they have what they need. It, you know, working at the BID showed me what the issues were. Going to LISC showed me how we can best support, though, you know, the things that are happening that are mm-hmm. good and positive in the community. Um, and then, you know, transitioning to the business council, it took me a few years to to really connect all of that experience. Um, but when I got there, I was like, aha, I get it. This is like the pinnacle, like the other side, right, right that I wasn't working in at my time at the bid and then at LISC that I'm, I'm currently doing now.
0: So let's talk about the Business Council. Mm-hmm. So you, you're the executive director there. Yes. You've been there about nine
1: years Yeah, so? 10 years. 10 years. It's been 10 years. I, I looked at my anniversary date. I was like, wow, I've been sitting here for 10 years. 10 years,
0: there you go. Yeah. So and then uh, during your time there in mm-hmm. 2020, you were on the list of the 51 most influential yes. uh, black leaders in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. great list to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk about um, your experience there at the Business Council and its mission in the community.
1: Yeah, so the Business Council is a very niche type of entity, and when I say that I mean our role in um, community economic development is very small but very impactful. We focus on existing businesses, so businesses that are stable, Mm -hmm. but that want to grow in supply chain work, whether that is like, you know, working with a large corporation, working with the state, the city, um, or another business, right, that might be um, a little bit larger than they are so you know the businesses that we work with are not what we call startups like they're usually you know existing Um, but they are businesses that we work with and get them scaled into that growth so um, that is what we do at the business council and what we've done for 25 years that's how we started we're still you know here today Um, so you know our mission is pretty simple taking existing businesses that are ready and want to grow in supply chains and helping them to do that Um, it's very strategic work meaning that you know it's not like you're going to see me on social media all the time talking about the great work that we do right but we are behind the scenes understanding how a business um a larger business is doing what we call procurement how are they buying their goods and services what does their supply chain look like what do they want it to look like as far as diversity of vendor and when i say diversity i don't just mean you know racial um gender and whatnot i also mean like what products and services, right? industries, right. are they looking to build upon? Because our goal is to create a win-win situation for, for both the large supplier and the business that is a part of our membership.
0: So your your point about not being on social media is very germane here because um, I've worked in working with supplier diversity councils around the country mm-hmm. when I was back in my, my youth when I was a recruiter, um, but the their job is to help Line you up with yep. businesses, and that you don't snap your fingers mm. and say, "Hey, I want some work." It's, oh, God, do yeah, this! Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a process that you have that's to right. go through. You have that's to fill right. out applications. You yep. have to meet people. You yep. know. So you're, that's a great point that you're not going to be on social media trumpeting uh, the kind of work you've done, but it is behind the scenes. So most of the companies that you work with are small disadvantaged companies. Correct. Yes,
1: that is correct. Yes.
0: And that's helping to grow. Um, the smaller businesses anyway I think you know we had Nelson Soler yes. here a couple weeks ago yeah. and he's similar helping start businesses yeah. get going so there's a lot of work mm-hmm. trying to help small businesses um, prosper here in the Milwaukee area mm-hmm. So, um, and you guys do great work so I uh, appreciate that now um, talk a little bit about your family
1: yeah. So you know, I so I looked at that question. I was like, man. So all of my parents and grandparents are deceased. Uh-huh. Um, but I do have relatives, uh-huh. obviously, down in Georgia, where I'm uh-huh. from, where I was born. And then also, we do have a, a small, um, you know. Small amount of family here sure. in, in Milwaukee, um, so I do a lot of commuting back and forth. But I do have a parrot, um, so she is my fid, um, uh-huh. feathered kid. And what's the parrot's um, name? Fiona. Fiona. Yes, okay. and we call her Fifi for short. So everybody um, that works with me or that may have been on a virtual call over COVID probably knows Fifi because she would make appearances when she felt like it or she would be. Does Fifi run that. wild when you're on Zoom calls? She, she does not. Um, sometimes she, when she wants to be included, she will scream. Um, okay. She'll she'll make herself known because she wants to say hi um, but yes but that that is my my family or who i'm responsible for immediately well,
0: yeah. i'm sure fifi will enjoy this yes so yes we're looking for it all right so we call this serious people with serious jobs having a little fun so we're yes. gonna have a little fun today so uh, yeah. what are we preparing today?
1: We are preparing a strawberry field salad. So I'll tell you this Charlie, people do not know me for my cooking skills. Um, they know me to be bright and intelligent and you know contributing, but they do not know me for my cooking skills. So um, I keep my cooking very simple and uh-huh. light um, because I'm not somebody to stand in the kitchen a long time. So I love salads and strawberry fields is my favorite. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing today. Oh, well,
0: Most people cook that way. They the gourmet cooks, they're off rent cookbooks, but most people, they want to put something on the table in a quick amount of time. Yeah. They don't spend a lot of money yeah. um, on a Tuesday night. And that, that's how people cook. So yeah. you're, you're right in with everybody else. See, thank so. you.
1: Thank you for making me feel good. A lot of people try to make me feel bad about no, no, that, no, no. and I'm like, hey, I, right. I can't. So
0: do we've done a little prep work. We're going to go back. Um, we've got a couple things that we're actually going to cook, kind of, and then we're going to put the salad together, and I guess we have to eat it.
1: Nice. Okay, great. All right. Give us
0: a minute. We'll we'll be right back. All right, Marjorie.
1: Take it away. Okay. All right, so we have our butter, which we have melted, Mm -hmm. okay? And then what we're going to do is we're going to add some honey, and it looks like from my nice little cheat sheet here. It's about two tablespoons. All right. See, I might not cook, but I know how to read measuring cups. Like I'm good at that. I'm an excellent baker, by the way, everybody. That, that's my superpower.
0: I'm a terrible baker. I Are you? I don't like to measure.
1: Oh yeah, that's why you're is awesome science. cook. Yeah, that's why you're an awesome cook though.
0: All right, so we got butter and honey. Yep. And we're gonna pour in the pecans in there.
1: Okay. And we've
0: got the oven roasting to 350. 300. 350. Okay. 350. 350.
1: Yep. Yeah. And look, this is a treat, guys, because I normally, you know, don't roast my my own pecans, so I'm I'm super excited about this.
0: All right, so roll them around okay. and then we'll. Yeah, so we'll just spread them out on the silpat, and pat we've got our oven. And while we roast the pecans, we're going to make a little strawberry vinaigrette. So we're going to get about five minutes to go. All mm-hmm. right, so let's move over here
1: okay. and
0: do the vinaigrette. So it's all right. pretty simple.
1: Yes. So we have a couple strawberries.
0: And just throw them all in. All
1: right. Quartered.
0: then yes. They're going to get
1: all messed up. They're going to get all smushed. That's so. right. So you've got strawberries. a couple strawberries, and then olive oil. There's olive oil. Well, there it is. There she right. is. Yeah. I lo- look, guys, like, you. yeah, you gotta love it. So two tablespoons. Is that a tablespoon? Yeah, there, there you go. Is. Okay. All right. Look, so efficient, Charlie, I will tell you. Well, I get spoiled over here.
0: All right, so two tablespoons of olive oil. Yep. Yeah. We know how to pour.
1: Right, right. Follow the directions, people. Follow the directions. All
0: right, so okay. we got the olive oil and now it's mm-hmm. uh, one so, balsamic, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. One. Some balsamic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have the same amount of honey. I'm going to help out and get some brown sugar. Okay. Out of here.
1: Okay. See, so I got to do, do something. You got to do something. That's right. That's right. It's okay. And we pack that down. So, you got it. There we go. Okay. There's a little tablespoon of Perfect. brown sugar. Perfect. All right. Okay. Do we want salt and pepper to taste? Sure. Okay. A little and salt so Oh, wow. Look at this, guys. Oh, my God. This, this kitchen is like state-of-the-art.
0: We use a lot of salt yes. at our house.
1: I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so now we put the lid back on.
0: We're right. going okay. to blend this All
1: right.
0: and we got about two minutes left on the pecans. Yeah. I think we're there good. We go. All right. All right. And we're going to we'll pour that in a little cruet here and then we'll use that to serve. Nice. All right.
1: All right. Oh, yeah, there it. it is. Okay, thank you for moving that. And I was right. like, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't tell a story. Like, you know, people that know me know I don't know my way around the kitchen very well. Seem to do it okay. Yeah.
0: Want you. Use that towel to, yeah,
1: to pull out the yeah. pecans. Okay. Smelling good. It does smell great. And they are roasted. There we go. You just got to sit for a minute.
0: All right. Okay. There we go. There's her rest. So, um, give us a minute. Uh, we're going to move down to the other side and we'll the let these pecans uh, cool for a little bit and we'll put our salad together. All right. As I usually do, I forget to give the guest an apron so that, <laughs> that get her clothes all dirty. Of course, she's already done the... Uh, The cooking part with honey and all kinds of stuff that you know she's been very good about not dripping anything yet so Um, all right so we're gonna put the salad together Yes. so um, Marjorie just take it away here
1: okay all right so um, you can do this in one of two ways I'm going to do this what we call family style right because we'll be um, putting it into our bowls but you can section your salad off into um, you know the bowls you're going to um, eat in if you have a lot of guests um, but I always like to do it this way just because it, it um, feels feels like home, right, and, and family. So you just take all of your um, your greens, and mm-hmm. you can use whatever greens that you want. Um, we have mixed greens here, um, but you can use spinach. You can use a mixture, whatever you want. Sure.
0: All right, we layer the salad.
1: Yes, so you can layer. And yes, and I will layer it. That is a great suggestion. Um, so now we can do and I know that you know these are for serving the salad but I just wanted to um, use those because it was a little easy. Um, And then we put our chicken on and you just layer it. So you can see we have chicken which I'm putting on now. Um, We have bacon bits and I normally put those on last with with Mm -hmm. the cheese. We have the onions here. Man, Charlie, Charlie. so he, he was back here slicing and dicing, you guys. These red onions are going um, to serve me well throughout the day um, <laughs> when I want people to stay six feet away, right? But no, seriously, red onions are excellent for you and your health, and I love them, which is one of the reasons why I love this salad. And then I put on the strawberries. So we made a strawberry vinaigrette, but and kind of do this based on your liking. Okay, we're we're we eat good over here, right? Apparently, Absolutely. right? Because you know, Charlie is that guy, so we're going to make sure that we give him you know good flavor and whatnot, as well as myself. because um, if you know me, you know that, that I'm not shy about eating anything, um, that's good. And then just put a little blue cheese on
0: a little crumbled blue cheese, yeah. And you can use gorgonzola or mm-hmm.
1: um, any other. Yes.
0: What we call stinky cheese. That's
1: right. Anything stinky, it tastes great on this salad. It, it's a great blend um, with the strawberries and the vinaigrette. All right. And then our pecans. So... These
0: are the ones we just roasted.
1: These are the ones we just roasted. So we can just put it over. And then of course you can leave out you know, everything um, for your guests so that if they want to put more of something, they can. And then we have our little bacon bits. And I'm just going to stick my finger in here. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. I wash my hands guys, I nice. promise.
0: So if you want to make this vegetarian you just leave off the chicken yes. and the bacon bits and but it'll work cool. just fine.
1: That's correct. So that's pretty much it. So that is a strawberry filled salad. Very proud of this Charlie. This is awesome. That looks great. Yes. All right. Yes. I guess there's nothing left
0: to do but nope. But we, eat it. We gotta eat it. Yeah, eat right. it. So um, we'll be right back. We're gonna um, move over to the table and yep. we'll uh, we'll see how it tastes. All right. All right. Here we are. We have our uh, strawberry field salad. So, do want to tell us what we got here?
1: Yes. So we have our strawberry fields. We have our mixed greens. Um, it has chicken. Bacon bits, red onions strawberries, and pecans—roasted pecans on it—and then we are about to um, insert our homemade strawberry vinaigrette dressing.
0: And we also have
1: oh, and yes, I think of everything yes. just here. in case.
0: Like you know, there's no such thing as too much bacon, so no. I, I might have to yeah, have little absolutely, little
1: absolutely here. Yes,
0: because I'm, I'm a dainty eater.
1: <laughs> You're dainty. <laughs> I love it.
0: Strawberry right. vinaigrette.
1: Yes. And of course water. Because we, we drink water and you know no. right. wash it all down. Now I'll get them on that. All right. Yes. Alrighty. Let's dig in. Yes. All right. So you're you're the you're the taste tester. How did I do?
0: Hmm. I think a vinaigrette is great if you can if you can taste the balsamic. hmm Not overpowering, but it's there. hmm The chicken. I used um cooked the chicken. This is my sister's um blend, mm-hmm. my sister Anne's Called uh, Italian spice blend. Mm-hmm. So I use all those. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Got <laughs> as I was eating the chicken, I remember. Ooh, that's why it tastes so good. Mm-hmm. And I need to. need to get some pecans here too. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Very simple. For the chicken, you can use a rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. You can use there's prepackaged sliced grilled chicken in mm-hmm. every grocery store. Pecans, you don't have to roast. We just decided to. We're mm-hmm. going to. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to make a vinaigrette. You can. There's plenty of store bought. But. Fresh is always better. All right, Marjorie, this is great. Mm-hmm. And Thank you. this is my breakfast.
1: Mm-hmm. Mine too. <laughs> yeah. That's so, what I was, I was looking forward to.
0: I don't want to eat too much, because I have to get to Festa and stuff my face yeah. over there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I saw it setting up, and like all of the great you know, vendors are down there, mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: They're not serving strawberry field salad at Festa. No,
1: they are definitely not serving. So yet. we have
0: to, we have to mm-hmm. kind of finish this, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's it. All the flavors together.
1: Mm-hmm. Work a good appetizer. For yeah, us for, it's an appetizer. for us it's an appetizer. Yeah, I mean, it's a small bowl, guys. Like yeah. you know, pump teeny pump. Yeah, it's it's a teeny bowl. It's a it's a starter.
0: So, Marjorie, thank you so much for coming.
1: Absolutely, Charlie. Thank you for having I me. I didn't
0: mean to. Maybe talk with your mouth full. <laughs> so, um, I'll have the link for the business council down uh, in the description box. So please check out the business council try to have uh, people who are trying to make our city a better place in to tell us about their work in the community. And then cook me a good meal to eat, yes. which is what yes. I appreciate. I appreciate both. I really appreciate yes. the work in the community that's being done, but mm-hmm. it's hard not to appreciate a good you know, meal. A good meal so. Exactly. All right. So, appreciate everyone's support. Mm-hmm. Please like and subscribe. Thanks for listening to Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders on podcast. Every week, we talk to one of our community leaders here in Milwaukee, then we cook something together, and then we eat it. If you want to see how today's recipe was made, please head over to our YouTube channel, Cooking Secrets for Men, where the video of this show is available. Until next time, thanks for supporting Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders. Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders is brought to you by Cooking Secrets for Men, LLC and was recorded in the Third Ward in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We feature and profile community leaders who are trying to make Milwaukee a better place. The tagline is serious people with serious jobs having a little fun. Our guests choose the recipes that we use on the show. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get great podcasts. The original YouTube video for this episode is available on our YouTube channel, Cooking Secrets for Men, all rights reserved. Thanks, and see you next time on Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders.